Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good to be here with all of you today. Today's gospel, I'm going to explain a lot about the Holy Eucharist and the Mass a little bit and why we need the Holy Eucharist. Today, when reading this gospel and when reading it on your own, maybe reading the Bible, whenever you hear of the multiplication of the loaves, sometimes we can just think Jesus is just trying to, you know, the people are hungry. And so Jesus is trying to feed them. But Jesus is trying to do a lot more than simply just feed people who are hungry. So you, we have to understand that Jesus is fulfilling the entire Old Testament with everything he's doing. He's not just like, oh, these people are hungry, and let me feed them. It seems like that. You could just read it and just pass it by. So this account in this gospel that I read is in all four gospels. This story is in every gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it has different, different parts in each gospel adds to it. So to understand it and explain how it's related to the Eucharist, I'm just going to explain a few things. So first, to explain how important Jesus, what Jesus is trying to do in feeding the world with his body and blood. So very simply, if you remember in the Old Testament, our first parents, Adam and Eve, they sinned in the garden, right? We know the story. I like explaining it. It's one of my favorite things to explain. But we have Adam and Eve, and they're in the garden, and they brought death into the world by doing what? By eating. They ate from the tree, and so through eating, they brought death, sin, disease into the world. Even though Jesus didn't, God did not want death, disease, and sin to come into the world, Man brought these things into the world. So when we see things that are going wrong in the world, we think, why is this happening? Man brought this into the world. So death comes through eating. But if you know in the Garden of Eden, what was there? There was two trees in the Garden of Eden. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge. So there was two trees, and both were actually good, but one they ate without permission. And the tree of life was sustaining Adam and Eve, giving them immortality, where they were living forever because they were eating this fruit from the good tree, the tree of life, which sustained their bodies. So death comes into the world through eating, and life comes through eating. And I'm trying to get you to relate to what? The Eucharist. Jesus is the tree of life, and through the Eucharist is the fruit of that tree, and life comes into the world through eating because death came through eating. So God is trying, is very smart. He's making it all exactly a nice picture for us. And so going on from there, today Jesus is doing something that happened in the Old Testament. So they're in the desert and he's feeding them bread. He's multiplying bread for the world. And why is he doing that? So Jesus is the new Moses. Very clear, very important. Everything that Moses did, Jesus is doing but in a new way. So what happened? So if you don't know the story of Moses, I highly encourage you. You know, we're going to be doing the Bible study on it the, um, this, this year in a, um, in a couple of weeks, actually, October 13th. So we're going to be studying the book of Exodus. So in the book of Exodus, God chooses Moses to lead the Israelite people out of Egypt. And I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but the last thing I'm getting to, the, the 10th plague of Egypt, God asks the Israelites to do something very strange. He says to them, take a firstborn lamb, and this lamb has to be unblemished, no spots on it. You must kill the lamb, not a bone of it must be broken, and you must eat the lamb. 
and the angel of death will pass over your houses. You are to put the blood of the lamb over your houses, and I will spare your firstborn son. And so they had to eat the lamb, just like we eat the Eucharist, to live. So if they didn't eat the lamb, God would take their firstborn son. So ultimately, who is the Lamb of God? Jesus. We call Jesus the Lamb of God. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And so when the Israelites would eat the Lamb, God the Father sees them and he sees his Son. He says, this is how I'm going to save you. The Lamb of God is going to die on the cross and he's going to feed you. You must eat the Lamb or there is no life in you. So then how is God going to do this? How are we going to eat the flesh of Christ? Right? So it, the story continues. What happens? After the 10th plague, they go into the desert. First, they cross the Red Sea, which is a symbol of your baptism. They cross through the sea. They go into the desert. And what happens? The 11-day journey turns into a 40-year journey because of their sin. But God feeds them in the desert, just like Jesus is feeding these people in the desert with bread. God rained bread from them from heaven. It's called the manna. So bread rained down from heaven for 40 years. You know, it's like welfare, bridge card. You know, people just sit at home and they don't, you know, God supports them. They didn't have to do anything. Free food, social service, okay? Free food. They literally don't have to do anything. And imagine your moms or grandmothers or husbands, whoever, the men and women, all taking their brooms and gathering the bread that literally rained down from heaven and they would bake cakes with it. It was honey-like bread. And so God, for 40 years, was sustaining the people with that food, and he would lead them. That was the food that led them to the Holy Land. So Jesus is the new Moses. He gives the new bread of life, and that's the Eucharist. And instead of the Eucharist leading you to the Holy Land, which is Jerusalem, Jesus is leading you with the Eucharist to heaven itself, to the kingdom of God. So basically, when Jesus is doing this multiplication of the loaves, he's saying, I can multiply my body for the entire world. There's no limit to my body and blood. So I'm going to feed the world my body and blood. So everything Jesus is doing, he's fulfilling all, of, all the sacrifices of Israel, all the faith of Israel. Jesus is making it universal. Back then, the only place that you could offer the lamb was in the temple. That temple is now destroyed. And so Jesus is making his faith universal for all people where you can enter into this sacrifice of the Lamb, which is at Mass. So how do we know this? At the Passover, Jesus takes bread, he takes wine, and he says, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in memorial of me. And then that Passover led, leads to his crucifixion, and the crucifixion leads to the resurrection. So the reason why I'm saying all this is because we have forgotten just how much God has done to give us the Holy Eucharist. Look at how much God plans in advance. From the time of Adam and Eve, God has been saying, I'm going to give you the Eucharist. I'm going to feed you, I'm going to give you my son, and he's going to feed the world. And so when we walk away from Mass, when we just don't come to Mass on Sunday, no big deal, I got something to do, blah, 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 whatever it is, I have to go do my hair, whatever it is, I have to go to the mall today. Whatever it is, literally we're saying to God, those thousands of years of preparation, all the sufferings you went through with Israel, 
all everything my son has done, eh, I don't need it. This is the problem with us today. There's a time in our life we're not seeing the gift of God and everything that He's trying to do in the Eucharist. We're just not seeing it. And so it's very important that we look at the past and how Jesus is saving us literally by the Holy Eucharist. And so I just really recommend if you need to connect more to the Eucharist, really spend time in adoration. You know, a lot of us, when we take our vacations, where we go, Florida, the beach, I'm not saying you can't do these things, but take time sometimes when you're off of work to go on a retreat. Spend six, seven days in the chapel praying before the Eucharist. Because I can say to you, the Eucharist is the only reason why I'm a priest. The Eucharist is the only reason why I'm happy in my life. I'm not happy in life. So happiness, last, last week, uh, Father Parent called me out when I said people are happy on Instagram when they are not receiving the Eucharist. And I told him, well, you know, why are they happy? I have no idea why they're happy without the Eucharist. And so I try to explain to people, happiness in life doesn't come from just marriage itself. Happiness does not come from answering your vocation if you're a priest. Happiness and joy comes from the gift of God that's on that altar. When I realize everything that Jesus has done for me on the cross and he's giving me his entire self, that's really where joy comes from. And spending time with the Holy Eucharist. If I don't spend time with Jesus in the Eucharist as a priest, my priesthood is fruitless and pointless. Completely pointless. And so it's ultimately important that we begin to realize the gift in the Eucharist that Jesus took so much time planning. And I didn't even go through John 6. John 6, Jesus makes it very clear. He says, whoever eats this bread lives forever. Whoever eats my flesh, eats my body, drinks my blood, has life in him and I abide in him. So I didn't go over that today because I don't have 25 minutes to do that. So very simply, we should be reading John 6. We should be reading Jesus' words on the Eucharist because the more we believe in the Eucharist, the more you and I will have joy and faith and life in Jesus Christ. Amen.